0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. We are exploring the digital revolution and the impact it is having on so many parts of our lives. We're delighted to introduce a new monthly guest, a new member of our digital all-star team. Bridget Cornier is the editor of online media at Dynamic Communities. Dynamic Communities is a very cool event and content organization that's going to be the partner with Cloud Wars for the June 23rd Industry Cloud Battleground. Bridget, welcome to Cloud Wars Live.
1: Hi, Bob. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, and you were very close. The last name is actually Cornier. And my husband affectionately says this, corny, A, eh? Like a Canadian would be saying corny, eh? <laughs> but you were close.
0: <laughs> I left out the A in there. I'll say corny. <laughs> I apologize. That's I apologize. all right. Wow. Okay, the only way our conversation could go from here, Bridget, is that, so.
1: That's that's right, we're starting off with a bang. (laughs) That's
0: right, (laughs) like rounding me appropriately, I think here at the beginning. So Bridget, you know, editor of online media, Dynamic Communities has a very, very busy, full uh, slate of things to talk about here. You see all of it, you're responsible for a great deal, you make it happen, so what's going on? What are the hot things going on that you'd like to chat about today?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be talking with you, Bob. Um, I, this is definitely the highlight of my day. Um, most, of, most of my day job is uh, looking at reading, reviewing, uh, producing content that's relevant in the business tech world um, and, and helping others have a voice in that conversation as well. Um, Dynamic Communities, uh, we're rooted in and helping Uh, folks get connected with great information and having a seat at the table. Um, So I've been with dynamic communities a little over two years, two years and some change I like to say. Uh, And my role was actually community manager. So I worked with folks um, from the starting positions of their roles in various, mainly Microsoft stacks. So that's most of, um, I guess, my background in the tech space. Um, and, uh, now we, we do a lot more than just that, as, as you can see at uh, on Um, and it's been a really fun evolution, um, but learning a lot every day. Um, and thankfully a lot of voices, <laughs> uh, to learn from such as yourself. So that's cool.
0: Bridget, just one more detail here. Please, uh, you, you've mentioned that URL a couple of times. Please mention that and sort of what is, what are the components within that myDACFeed.com.
1: Sure. So mydeckfeed is uh, a pretty rapidly new uh, space uh, from um, not just the Microsoft stack, but beyond that. Um, while I said we were rooted in that kind of our legacy uh, part of our business, um, mydeckfeed.com is a space that you can create your own content and engage with others around topics that you find pertinent to you. Um, and then the a huge feature about mydeckfeed.com is the ability to personalize your feed and get connected with relevant topics um, and and find like-minded voices. Um, and we, we, uh, uh, I refer to this as uh, the acceleration economy quite often. About you know we're seeing this this uh, drive to be connected with uh, more pertinent content um, and and help us make decisions faster. And you can see that in all sorts of examples. You know looking to uh, get make a reservation with open table or get your food faster from one of the many you know uber eats or Grubhub or all the, those things out there we want quality um as well as efficiency and speed and uh same goes with getting access to great content and um helping to make a decision faster and more accurately for your business yes
0: yeah, so the my and then dac's uh dac
1: c- yeah so Decision Acceleration Cloud is what that's short for. Uh, So mydocfeed.com. And there's there's always always new things to soak in there. And then we also have a number of events that take place um, live and on demand. One of them is our binge programs. Um, And uh, you are actually teaming up with us as a partnership um, for our uh, industry battleground, industry cloud battleground uh, and end of
0: June, so excited about that. Yeah, um, I tell you, Bridget, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things happening so fast. And when you talk about that, the acceleration economy, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the, mm. the pace of business uh, has been picking up a lot lately. Now, sometimes people say, why is that happening? Or, you know, I'm not sure I see that. And then you flip it around to our, our personal lives either as consumers or business people, uh, it's just hard to fathom that not that long ago, you know, companies would say like, okay, I spent a year doing research. Now we're gonna go in the labs, cook a couple things up. We'll test market some of them in another year. Well, it just, the world doesn't work like that anymore. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, sort of fire ready aim, uh, you know one of those things and we're adapting to that. So this notion of speed, I I think that that is gonna be in some ways the defining contribution of the cloud to the world of business, the ability for companies to see things faster, analyze things faster, execute faster, see new insights, plan where they're headed. And so I I think it's great. And it's one of the reasons why I was so excited about doing the partnership with Dynamic Communities because uh, you folks embrace that notion of speed as well. So what do you think this industry cloud battleground, you've been through some Dynamic Communities events before, what's gonna spin out of this, do you think, Bridget?
1: You know, I think we're listening a lot about what people are wanting, um, and and I don't think we're the only ones out there, you know, with Microsoft's recent adjustment um, from their some of their reorganizational structures, which you mentioned uh, not that long ago uh, from Cloud Wars uh, perspective and that lens, um, which, love that piece, by the way, uh, they I think we're, we're starting to see that people want to understand where things are going um, and that there's a lot to learn um, as, it, as it pertains to uh, what they can do in their vertical industry. Um, so we're listening to that. And then we're also trying to uh, help deliver that in a really concise way, following in lines with that, that acceleration economy that people want it faster <laughs> um, and, and more effectively so they can apply it um, So I really think that that will be one of the biggest takeaways is um, quickly understanding maybe a new concept to a lot of people um, and then having some tools that they can put in place and and make some educated decisions for their business. Um, So yes, (laughs) that's what I would say to that. I think there's probably much more, um, but uh, yeah, we're we're, uh, building that out as we speak.
0: Yeah, Bridget, you know that I, I think I have never seen um, a movement quite like this in the tech industry. Right? You know, there's you got these very independent-minded companies, right? They're very opportunistic, very growth-oriented, and increasingly more customer-focused. Right? They've always said they're customer-focused, but I think what uh, you know, especially around some of this cloud stuff, they these big tech companies were driven early by what they happen to have. What did they get in acquisition? What were they able to create or flip over from the on-premises model to this? And then they try to convince people to buy what I have because, well, it's what I have. I don't have anything else. So I'm going to rationalize that to say, this is what you ought to buy. But in the past two or three years, I think the big tech companies have done a phenomenal job of starting to fill out their set of capabilities more in line with what customers want. And I think the ultimate culmination of that is what's going on with the industry clouds, right? Because we've, uh, there's been this drumbeat, right? For businesses in every industry that said, you got to move faster, new engagement models, new revenue models, blah, 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 blah. But they were saying, okay, I'm up, I'm ready to do that. But I've just got these sort of 20th century-ish type tools and they're not going to work as I cross into this new frontier So BAMO, you know, up come these industry clouds. And I just think it's going to be wild to see how the different tech vendors try to position those. Mm -hmm. And then the the feedback loop that will emerge between the customers and the tech vendors, refining these in some ways, customizing them. Uh, I I just think it's going to be an enormously uh, positive and growth-oriented future here. And I, I think that's, again, why we're so delighted about being able to do this event with you
1: yeah and you know you, you, you mentioned an interesting word there which is a feedback loop. Um, and I think seeing this emergence um, you know being rooted in, in the user group space in the Microsoft stack, um, you know that's that's our legacy. Um, but there was such a value in that community to have a feedback loop between the the creator of the tool and the people that use that. And having that kind of relationship being symbiotic rather than saying, here's the tool, you fit your business to the tool. You know, it's, that's not really the modern, that's not how it's going <laughs> um, in a modern world. And I think a lot of businesses are uh, buying those products that are, that are a little bit more symbiotic that they feel like they have a relationship to that, what that tool is going to provide to them rather than they have to provide, create their business around the tool.
0: And Bridget, I think there's uh, that linkage that you've just described so well between mm-hmm. the tech vendors and the companies that buy it. Then I think it swings forward or upstream, downstream, mm-hmm. upstream into those businesses' customers, right? It allow It's going to allow more co-creation of products between either the end consumer or the next level business back with the the businesses that are buying and deploying these industry clouds. I mean, those things are being built in because it's not the old thing where it was the seller that happened to hold all the power in the buyer-seller equation. It's definitely tipped over toward the buyer, and I think more buyers want to say, "Wait a minute, I want to buy a bike, but I want to be able to do, to have great input into the type of seat, the type of wheels, the, you know, the brakes, you know, how many of this, that, mm-hmm. colors, uh, color coded." Uh, rims
1: because they're looking for that competitive advantage too and to differentiate as well so i think it it bleeds into all levels absolutely
0: and i think that's wild and i know uh bridget you had mentioned the uh the reorg at microsoft which i just thought was very cool they had Mm -hmm. uh, so it seems like you know my my sense of it i'd love to hear what you think is But they really had, as most tech companies do, they said, you know, I got this product line over here. Then it's got a neighbor next to it here. They're kind of similar, but they're different. Then the next one here and the next one here and the next. So Microsoft took six different separate product groups and they've rolled them all up into one. Now under Alyssa Taylor. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, Dynamics 365 Power Platform Industries, which are, you know, all relatively sort of swimming in the same pool, but then they threw in data, AI, and mixed reality. And I think it's very much one of those things driven by this is how customers are looking at these the, this mix of products and services. I think it's a very good, positive, forward-looking thing, not just for Microsoft and its customers, but the industry overall.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also the emergence of the citizen developer, while it's kind of a buzzword, (laughs) I think some of those low-code, no-code tools are giving some of the power back to their employees, Um, and and that's creating, I think, a a new environment that um, having that reorg all within that area would, I think there's there's more that could, could come out of that.
0: Bridget, that uh, you just mentioned the low code, no code thing, and you know it's it's mm-hmm. been a, sort of a fringy, almost like a dreamy type of thing around the tech industry for some time. But it seems now that it's it's become quite real.
1: Mm. Oh, completely. <laughs> so uh, when I first started with dynamic communities around two some years ago, uh, I, I worked with the power platform stack, and I mean those are case in point your citizen tel- developers. Um, and what was so intriguing about that, uh, that, that space was that people were finding they could use a tool that it was available to their business and, um, you know, and the potential for them to make a business impact, the power was back on that individual. Um, and, and that is pretty darn empowering. Um, you know, for an analyst who maybe felt like they've been using antiquated systems and trying to show that if you do things this way or report this way or uh use a power app to connect your your system maybe a, a system that doesn't really work as well and it, you know it, it it offers a lot of benefit for that individual um on how they can contribute to the organization but then uh, affordability wise for an organization that's maybe trying to make a step towards a bigger uh a bigger step for the, themselves as an organization you know it's a it's, it's a pretty intriguing uh, thought process.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Bridge, you know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, as has happened throughout history, mm-hmm. we tend to look back 10, 20, 30 years and say, what the heck were those people thinking? Why did they do it that way? Well, they did it that way because at the time it was the best uh, thing possible. But I suspect that there will be, you know, not too far from now, a few years from now especially young people getting into the workforce, they'll say, wait a minute, I read this book, it must have been like a science fiction book, because it said, companies used to do this thing where they set up a business case, then they gave it to somebody who's called a business analyst, that person would take it over to the development team, the development team would sit on it for a couple months, put it in a queue, mm-hmm. back business, and said, great, you can have this thing, it'll be done in 20 months. Uh, it would just seem unfathomable. But that's one of the big uh, factors in this whole acceleration economy, right? That they, mm-hmm. we're eliminating uh, 19 and a half of those 20 months.
1: Yeah. And you're creating a whole new process that's more streamlined, and uh, you're, you're using a tool to do it. But really, I, I feel like I, I say this all the time that it really comes down to the process um, and, and the tools to help you get there is great, the tools will always change and evolve. And I think that's why we have a cloud war (laughs) and a battleground. Um, But uh, the the process and and diving into what that means, um, I I think that's the meat of it. Um, And, you know, if there's an individual in your company that's trying to help with streamline a process or, you know, maybe take some of the time out of the, 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 uh, be able to create something that helps meet their bottom line um, I think businesses are going to do that
0: yeah yeah those are going to become the the heroes and uh, in, mm-hmm. in more organizations so Bridget I know when you and I had spoken recently um, there was some news recently about the the healthcare IT giant CERN
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, for play at least uh, you know these uh, some unsubstantiated rumors pointed toward you know, whether it could be Oracle, SAP, Salesforce, perhaps Google Cloud might be interested in acquiring Cerner. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wonder if, if you have some thoughts on that and, you know, what this would mean in this whole emergence of the industry cloud.
1: You know, it, it is interesting to see the competitive nature between companies for really strong processes that have been working for a long time. Um, I've noticed there's a little less of where they're going to try to recreate the wheel and recreate a really good idea. Um, And competing for something that works and has such a substantive base of clients and a software solution that works. um, I I, am not terribly surprised um, that that Cerner is kind of being in toss in the middle of of some big giants at play. Um, And I think we saw something similar when Microsoft acquired Nuance, um, which was their second largest acquisition uh, compared to uh, LinkedIn. Um, So I think, you know, Microsoft's ambitions in the healthcare space is pretty evident. Um, but n- considering they had a recent investment, <laughs> large investment with Nuance, I, I'm not sure I, who, who might come out on top there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is a wild time, right? And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so these, these companies, Bridget, you know, um, you mentioned they, they uh, paid $20 billion for Nuance. I think Nuance's revenue is it's in the range of 1.3 billion dollars. So, you know, what is that 17, 18 times revenue? Uh, so Nuance itself is not growing on its own but Microsoft feels like it can be, uh, and its AI tools can have a just a massive impact on what Microsoft's doing. And then I wonder if the case with Cerner, while it might seem, you know, as you said, that that makes a great deal of sense. Like they already have this, are they gonna go, mm-hmm. you know, Cerner be of interest, but. Satya Nadella again has said a couple of times, he said, we have an industry first focus, uh, healthcare is the most important industry right now so he's said that publicly and you know Microsoft doesn't do little things and they they don't do anything in little ways so it, it's possible but I think the, the larger trend there right is going to be what Cerner represents lots of these companies that could get snapped up by the bigger tech players.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think you're definitely right there, and uh, you absolutely were right. Satya Mandela did say that because it's in your piece, <laughs> and I overlooked that one. Um, but yeah, it is it is becoming a huge uh, uh, a mission of theirs um, to, to the point that they they have a, a whole branded name and identity around it. Uh, I think it's Microsoft for healthcare <laughs> or something of that nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Bridget, I just think it's wild though, right? That tech companies are generally pretty careful about, um, right? There's always different things percolating up and down in the company, but for the parent uh, tech companies, right? The, you know, the big, at the corporate level, they don't wanna uh, be perceived as, you know, swinging and swaying too much in the market, right? They wanna be, you know, we're steady, solid. Here's where we are, here's the promises we've made. So at the end of February, it just over three months ago, when Nadella said we now have an industry-first focus, that was striking because hmm. he's not saying we're going to devote more time and attention to it or anything like that. He was saying, "Man, this is this is the big thing uh, now for us, right?" And then this consolidation of a number of their business units under Alyssa Taylor, who leads industries. So we we see them not just proclaiming. This is our new position but they're starting to align the pieces under it and I think these acquisition uh, uh, the news I, I really think this is going to you know become sort of the hunting season for these small and mid-sized vertical industry companies.
1: Yeah it's a good point um, and I, I think we have seen that Absolutely, with Satya's um, leadership, that when they do proclaim something, they do follow through on that, you know. And I, I, think that is it's a it's a prevalent point. And I even saw it with with some of the, the innovations from Teams. Which was just like basic everyday tool that I use with Teams but some, some of the innovations that they developed so rapidly in, in, uh, in the times of COVID in front of us and, and trying to adapt to a more remote workforce um, and some of those challenges, a lot of companies had to adapt really, really quickly and to, to, to turn to a tool that a lot of them already use uh, teams was one of those that i think got such rapid adoption and even um with uh dataverse uh which is the the uh the data set that they can use power apps And i mean all of that happened really really quickly
0: yeah and Bridget, didn't you, you mentioned teams i think it's been fascinating how microsoft's trying to position that as what uh, they've described it uh connecting the front office and the back office which is mm-hmm. and I've chatted about some, I think those are antiquated terms and perhaps this technological connection between the two of teams will start to tear down the walls between the back and the front office, right? Instead, you know, let it be one office for the customer throughout here. So, uh, so much going on there with Microsoft. Salesforce is, I think, you know, as we head into the industry cloud battleground in three weeks, uh, I have Salesforce as number one on the industry cloud top 10. Uh, for a number of reasons one of which is they say uh from seven months ago they said they had a two billion dollar annualized revenue run rate for Mm -hmm. their industry cloud business so that could be at the rate salesforce is growing close to two and a half billion or so um then google cloud is doing some remarkable things oracle sap Infor, microsoft's number six ibm number seven doing some fun stuff then uh service now workday and amazon so uh, what are you gonna be looking for at the Industry Cloud Battleground? What should people expect?
1: Um, well, we have uh, five questions that we are trying to learn from folks and using those questions as kind of our source to not co- compare them and rank them. We're, we're really just trying to be the informational, uh, you know, translator, if you will. Um, of what are all these tools out there? What should you be paying attention to? So the five questions, I'll try to sum them up pretty quickly here, but uh, one is about what is your biggest challenge that customers are facing um, and that your industry solutions will address? And I think this is a, a big one for a lot of folks who are trying to compare their <laughs> challenges with other challenges and try to see what matches and, and uh, what's worth their time and investment. The second one is all about business executives that they're really swamped with making these digital transformation initiatives. Um, so wanting to know how they fit to those top priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, third is around ML and AI. How do those two um, you know, innovations play into your industry solutions? I think that's on top of people's minds right now um, is... Uh, you know, trying to be in front of that curve and use a solution that has that uh, and wondering how is the next thing. And then fourth is around integrating some of the code into enterprise apps with industry clouds. Um, and then the fifth is all around enabling customers to co-create new solutions. So you mentioned this a few times about customers having that relationship. Well, not just having a relationship, but having that uh, enablement to co-create based on the industry cloud is huge for a lot of of companies.
0: Well, Bridget, thanks for that overview, and Um, I know that you've, since I've been the one asking you all these questions, you've got a question for me, and we'll get to that in just a second, but first I just wanted to offer a word from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A-game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A-game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com/a-game. All right, Bridget. So I've tried to buy myself thirty seconds of time to figure out what is Bridget going to ask me, but now, I'm well, ready that's to just whatever.
1: it. I'm not sure what to ask you, um, but I guess I'll choose uh, the cloud industry battleground that we have coming up. What are you most excited about for that event?
0: Yeah, Bridget. You know, I think uh, the there's been an ongoing maturation among the cloud vendors and some are a little better at it than others. But uh, often companies founded by software engineers, run by software engineers, cultures dominated by software engineers. And sometimes when they describe the value of what they're creating, it is software engineer centric instead Hmm. of being customer centric. So I hope that this move toward the tech companies talking about the great stuff they've made in the context of what customers want and need. I hope that as you outlined those five questions, I hope that each of the participants, the the cloud companies that will be participating in the industry cloud battleground will address those from the point of what customers want and need and talk less and less about their internal stuff, which is all wonderful, but talk more and more about the business problems, the opportunities, the growth, the innovation, that these new tools are going to help um, businesses in every industry be able to, to uh, generate and sustain and move forward into a very exciting future. Well said. <laughs> so, uh, you know, not that I have high hopes or anything for the event, but, you know, just something like that.
1: Yeah, just just a little bit of, of cracking the nut on those big questions there. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I, I really think we're going to hit that off. And it was one of the reasons why, uh, you know, John Seifert, the CEO at Dynamic Communities, had said, we want to have a level playing field. We'll offer these uh, five questions. Everybody will be able to address the same ones. And then, you know, they'll have 20 minutes to describe this and they can articulate their thoughts and ideas in any way they'd like. But my hope is that it'll be customer centric, some examples there of showing how customer uh, businesses are able to do things that they could never do before. And that more and more, the delight and dazzlement of their customers is rising with these new custom built purpose built tools that are coming out. So uh, it should be fun. It's only three weeks away.
1: Oh, yes. Rapidly approaching, working hard behind the scenes. And we're excited to see you there, Bob.
0: Same here, Bridget. Well, Bridget, thank you for uh, for joining up with the Digital All-Stars and being uh, one of our monthly guests here on Cloud Wars Live. This has been terrific.
1: You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure here as well, and we'll see you next time.
0: All right. And before I go, could I try to redeem myself? Thank you so much, Bridget Cornier.
1: You did it. <laughs> oh, you're a pro. Just uh, like that. Thank
0: you so much, Hey, eh? But uh, I remember that since you <laughs> Thanks, Bridget, and thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. We hope summer's off to a good start for you and we look forward to seeing you again soon, perhaps around June 23rd for the Industry Cloud Battleground. See you next time.